introduction and welcome to part two of our Grey's Anatomy Spectacular. So glad to have you back here today to listen to more of my bullshit. Mm-hmm. We couldn't keep it to one. E- well, Jesse couldn't keep it to one episode. Okay. <laughs> there is a moment either in this episode or the last episode where you say you want me to keep talking. So fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad that you couldn't stop. I liked listening to it. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, a show Tasha won't watch but loves to listen to. I mean, honestly, that's what I feel about most of these shows. I don't want to watch them, but I do want to hear you talk about them. There you go. So, <laughs> also, so all you... of our episodes in the future will be three hours of me telling <laughs> Natasha everything about them. And I will listen to all of it and nobody else will. <laughs> <laughs> We're really sorry about this, listeners. We hope you love hearing about Grey's Anatomy's stupid (laughs) random drama as much as Natasha does. Yes. Okay, without further ado, here's Grey's Anatomy, part two. Uh, Also, very disappointed to learn that Christina is not a lesbian. I didn't really think she would be, but I wanted her to be. (laughs) Yeah, there are no canon gays in this episode. Mm-hmm. I know that there's lesbians later on in Grey's, I think. Yes. So, okay, Grey's, for all the shit you can say about him, you can say a lot of shit about Grey's. <laughs> Grey's has fantastic queer representation. Oh, impressive. Grey's has the only bisexual coming out scene that, like, really works in the time period where it is done. So, like, I think it's, like, 2008 when Callie comes out on this show, maybe 2009. Mm -hmm. And around that time, there are a couple TV shows where... um, Because this is around the time where every new show that's coming out kind of has Mm -hmm. a queer character in it. Like, it's starting to become way more common. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple shows that have been on for a few years that are, like, oh, like, this is becoming, like, a thing we need to have a queer character. And mm-hmm. what they do is they take a random woman in their cast that they seem to have chosen by throwing darts on a board, to be honest <laughs> with you. And they're like, she's a lesbian now. And they don't care about any of the relationships she's had before this or any of the character development before this. And they're just like, that woman, she's a lesbian. And they throw a (laughs) random female love interest at her. And a lot of these ships are very, very popular with the fandoms. And I'm like, they don't make sense. Why are they telling me this woman is a lesbian? Like, if they told me she was bi, I would be fine. But they Mm -hmm. never do. And Grace does... The thing every other show should have done. (laughs) And it takes a female character who has had relationships with men. This is actually George's ex-wife. Oh, okay. Callie. We love her to death. Mm -hmm. Callie's babe. I would die (laughs) for her. And throws a female love interest at her. Sure. But they write it in a way where they're like, Callie, like, yes, is having feelings for this woman and is flirting with her. But when other people bring up, like, oh, you guys seem like you might be together, Callie is like, oh, like, I've never thought about that. And she's a little weird about it. And she's a little uncomfortable about it. But she's like, okay, maybe I am having those feelings. And other people are seeing them. And, like, what's happening here? And we actually get to see her go through, like, this confused phase of, like, well, I've been with men all my life. I've liked men all my life. Like, what does it mean to now like a woman? Mm. 
And to come to that conclusion and to be in this relationship and the woman she's with has also only been with men before. Mm. And she, that woman comes to the realization like, oh my God, actually I'm a lesbian. Like, Mm. (laughs) actually this is what it's supposed to feel like. And Mm -hmm. Callie like not feeling that is like, oh, like I have to like figure this out. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good plot. It works in a really interesting way. It still takes them a few words to like yeah. a few a few words. A few <laughs> seasons to actually say the word bisexual, but like this is 2008 mm-hmm. to be honest. It's so it's it's very fascinating to me how media doesn't like to say the word bisexual. Yeah, like I don't know why. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's bad now, but my point yeah. is, like, it was 2008. The fact no. that they wrote this plot at all mm. and weren't just like, she's a lesbian. No, I, I think that's great. It sounds like it's really well done. It's just it's just fascinating to me how, for some reason, that word is taboo. But I yeah. do think that, like, that sounds better than a lot of media that they actually, like, deal with that and have her figure out what it means to like men and women and to have a relationship she never thought she'd have. And like, that sounds good. Yeah, it's great. They don't say bisexual until the point where she's like divorcing her wife, like quite a few seasons Mm -hmm. later. They have a conversation about that. It is one of those shows where like they have a bisexual character, but they are still, she's still mostly in same sex relationships. Like after, Mm. She dates Han. She is with Arizona pretty much right away. And we don't really see her with a man again until she divorces Arizona. And even then, like, she has one date with a man and then the rest of them are with women. Which, like, everyone That's has fun. a preference. But, <laughs> yeah. like, there, there's an argument to be made that, like, bisexual women aren't seen as queer if they're in mm-hmm. uh, female-male relationships. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do think there's an aspect to that. But then... I feel... Okay. There's another <laughs> character who... Canonically bisexual. Mm-hmm. In my heart. <laughs> Wait, canonically or in your heart? Okay, she doesn't... Hmm. <laughs> I will explain it to you. And you okay. will understand why she's canonically bisexual. But she doesn't actually say it. But okay. they have a character who who is bisexual. Um, her name is Teddy. I love Teddy to death. Um, who's canonically bisexual. Who has a strong preference for men. And I think Mm -hmm. that, like, after Callie leaves the show especially, like, it was a really strong choice for them. Mm -hmm. I would argue also Amelia is bisexual with preference for men, but that one's a little more questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia has a huge crush on this, like, OBGYN. It's wild. She asks her for a threesome at one point. It's insane. (laughs) Anyways... Teddy, Teddy at this point is in a love triangle with two men and you Mm -hmm. kind of just assume Teddy is straight. Like we've Mm -hmm. never seen anything from her. And then Mm -hmm. in, this is the thing American shows do a lot that I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily a fan of, but Mm -hmm. in their like 9-11 flashback episode. (laughs) Interesting. American hospital shows and cop shows and any like crime shows have so many 9-11 episodes. It's insane. That's wild. Um, and it's always like someone's lover has died in 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, they have an episode where the flashback is Teddy. So Teddy at a hotel like runs into this 
runs into like her old roommate from when she mm-hmm. was a medical intern. Mm-hmm. And it shows this flashback of like them at home and her roommate's girlfriend and whatever, right? And then her roommate has to go to work and Teddy's hooking up with her roommate's girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> like straight up. And um it's this whole drama and then 9-11 happens and the girlfriend dies. And everyone's oh. very sad about it. Yes. Which is how 9-11 is tied into that, I guess. I guess so. It's actually a wild choice. Anyway. <laughs> the point being. The point being that Teddy did canonically have a relationship with this woman. And, mm-hmm. like, when in the present, the woman's girlfriend, like, kind of confronts her about it. Not, like, mad. It's been a very long time. Yeah. But, like, mentions she knew. Teddy is like, look, I didn't want to hurt you. It wasn't about that. Like, we were in love. I was in love mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Which, like, from that, Teddy is canonically bisexual. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's canon. Like, she doesn't use the word, but if you're in a relationship with men and you were in a relationship with a woman and you were specifically in love with that woman and it wasn't just, like, we were experimenting or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that that's pretty canonically bisexual. Yeah, it's, like, it's not, like, brought up anymore mm-hmm. and it's not, like, really mentioned, but mm-hmm. I... I count it. I, I feel like it has yeah. a very good queer rep. Um, my other favorite moment is Levi, who is an intern we get, like, very, very late into the show. Mm-hmm. He's been in the show maybe three or four seasons now. Mm-hmm. So he realizes he's gay after he, like, kisses um, this other doctor who comes to the hospital, who I low-key mm-hmm. hate. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the men in Grey's are terrible. <laughs> if I mention a man, it's a good chance I hate him. Uh, Levi, <laughs> Levi gets a pass. Um, Levi's fine. And he mentions to this guy he kissed, he's, like, uh, he tells him, like, he's his first uh, boyfriend, his first, like, gay mm-hmm. experience, whatever. And the guy is, like, oh, like, actually, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, like, your first. Mm-hmm. And Levi has this really amazing speech where he's, like, no, like, I am not ashamed of this. Like, I am not scared. I'm not, like... I'm not going to be, like, that person who makes you push into, like, go into the closet to, like, be with mm-hmm. me because it's my first time. Like, I kissed you and it felt right for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, Levi has this really beautiful speech. <laughs> yeah, Grace has good queer rap. No one we see in the pilot. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's from 2005. I really didn't expect it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, like, Callie comes in pretty quick, so. Yeah. Okay, you can guess my favorite ship. I will tell you my actual favorite ship. My favorite ship, saying they're in this episode is questionable, but where both people who are in this episode are in this ship. Now, the hard thing about this is I've told Mm -hmm. you I hate every man in Grey's Anatomy, but this Mm -hmm. is a straight ship. Huh. Is... Your favorite ship. It's also a weird one. It's not anything we've mentioned. Nothing we've mentioned. Is it too random? Okay, because there was a bunch of interns we see at the beginning of the episode. Is it two random interns who don't get names in this episode? No, we literally never meet another intern. It is two of the people you have identified as main characters. Oh, geez. And it's a straight ship. Okay, it's not going to be Christina and Burke because you said that was terrible. Fuck them. I doubt it involves Derek. No, fuck him. Is it George and Meredith? You said they slept together at one point? 
No, but you said it was really bad. I literally can't. George and Izzy? Alex and Izzy? No, it's George and Izzy. <laughs> okay, like, I don't even know what other combinations of characters I could come up with. People listening to this are now judging me a lot if they know Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> because I said one of the reasons George is on my shit list is because he cheated on Callie. He cheated on Callie <laughs> with Izzy, but George and Izzy are, like, one of my favorite relationships in the show. They have, like, a Xander and Willow-esque relationship, you know? Oh, How okay. in Buffy, they they have that, like, short relationship that's, like, really, mm-hmm. really good, and you're like, but they're both cheating on someone, and it kind of sucks. But, like, it's that vibe. Like, George and Izzy have, like, that vibe. Okay, it's yeah. In uh-huh. that way. Off topic, I also blame uh, Buffy for the random slew of 2008 TV shows where a woman mm-hmm. who's had relationships with men is just suddenly a lesbian. I only watched the first three seasons of Buffy. I did not get to the part where Willow is become becomes a lesbian, I guess. Um, but Oz and Willow are literally my favorite part of that show. And the fact that not only does that end, but that it is completely erased by being like, Willow was a lesbian all along. Makes me really sad. I don't know what happens with Oz. People have told me that people don't like Oz by the end of it. So I think maybe he does some bad stuff. But from the first three seasons that I watched, he's my favorite character. And his relationship with Will is my favorite. And you can cut this because this is completely unrelated to Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) There's there's an episode where Oz does something really questionable. But I don't know. I think his emotional motivation is there that you can forgive him. (laughs) Uh, maybe at some point we can watch the pilot of Buffy and we can oh, talk about it. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's not important. Not important. Yeah. So George and Izzy, I I like them a lot. Um, my actual favorite ship in the entire show is Jackson and April. Cool. Don't know who they are. <laughs> Jackson gets an award for being. The man on this show who is on there for the longest amount of time before I start to hate him. <laughs> Impressive. But yeah, Jackson does some shit when he and April go through a divorce. He and April have a really interesting relationship because I'll probably cut most of this, but it's fun to talk about. That's okay. I just want to hear you talk about it. Essentially, another hospital gets shut down and a bunch of like, interns from the other hospital moves into the hospital that Christina and Meredith are at. And Jackson and April are part of that group. So Jackson and April have like, they have a friendship. It's maybe not that strong before they start hooking up and the show kind of like, um, what's that word? Uh, Retroactive? Yeah, like retroactively. It's like, they were really great friends. I'm like, are they? April has, like, a whole crisis of faith where, like, she's really religious and she's saving herself for marriage and then she has sex with Jackson the day before they take the boards and fails the boards and is like, oh my god, we never should have done that, and then they just keep hooking up. As you do. As you do, you know. It's it's kind of annoying. She's kind of really annoying about it, and I would have more sympathy for her if we knew before she hooked up with Jackson, that the reason she was a virgin was because she was religious. Because that is something the show just drops on you. It's wild. We know April is a virgin, but Mm -hmm. specifically what she says is, 
I just haven't found the right person yet. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like have to do it. She me- never mentions being religious until <laughs> the episode where she sleeps with Jackson and she sleeps with Jackson. And then in like the next scene with him, she's like, I've broken my promise to God. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I love April to death. She's one of my favorite characters, but the way she's written is insane. Anyways, April and Jackson hook up a lot, and eventually they break up um, because the guilt of it is getting to April, and April dates this, like, paramedic who's also super religious and is a virgin, and and then she leaves him at the altar to marry Jackson instead. Oh my gosh. I like how uh, just in you talking about the show, there's been two leaving people at the altar occasions. And I'm just going to go ahead and assume that there's more than that in this show. Maybe. The wild thing is that, like, April and Jackson don't last. Um, they have pregnancy that goes, like, really horribly. I actually almost stopped watching the show because of this pregnancy. Oh like, it was really tough. And then... They kind of never get over that, and they're in a period where they're, like, not really in a relationship, but kind of still hooking up, because they're still married, um, mm-hmm. and April gets pregnant again, and this is the point at which Jackson starts to piss me off, <laughs> because, like, while I am in on Jackson's side in this argument, the way he goes about it is wild to me. Interesting. The thing that happened to their first baby was it had a genetic abnormality, which meant that even, like, if she could get safely through the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. the baby probably wouldn't live more than a month. Okay. And when April tells him she's pregnant again, actually, she doesn't tell him, someone else tells him. It's, (laughs) It's a lot. He is like, you need to get this genetic test done because, like, Mm -hmm. it is not fair have this child for like a month like it would be emotionally taxing on us it would be like painful for this baby to go Mm -hmm. through if it has this like you need to get the genetic testing done so that Mm -hmm. we know ahead of time so we know if you will keep this baby Mm -hmm. the thing about this as much as i'm like on Jackson's side that, like, mm-hmm. if a child of mine had this, yes, I would probably get an abortion as, like, the mm-hmm. more humane option. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like he's never met his incredibly Christian wife. <laughs> he, like, literally goes to her and he's like, if the child has this, you have to get an abortion. I'm like, have you fucking met her have you met have you ever had a conversation with your wife like fuck off (laughs) oh geez like there was a way to like explain your point of view like Mm -hmm. she still wouldn't have agreed with him but there was a way Mm -hmm. to explain your point of view that would have made you not an asshole (laughs) (laughs) dramas but anyways jackson and april are great and then when they get divorced april marries the guy she left at the altar for jackson (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> it comes back around. That man is insane. Like, you can't just marry the woman who left you at the altar. I'm sorry. At that point, I mean, like, you can. You can, but at that point, anything that happens is like 100% your fault. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then last year, Grey's Anatomy had an episode where they kept playing these, like, really misleading. I watched this episode. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this these really misleading ads that make it made it look like Jackson had had an epiphany that April was the love of his life and he had to go win back April even though she's married to this other guy and it made me absolutely feral because I was like <laughs> like what if you, this woman, left you at the altar for this man and then later married you and then leave you, left your marriage for this man? I was like, you can't do that. That's like insanity. Like, I mean, at that point, could you, like, you, I don't even, like, it's his fault, man. Yeah, at that point, it's your fault for going back to her. <laughs> Anyway, that's not even what happens in that episode. <laughs> in that episode, April actually tells Jackson that her and Matt are divorced and that they got divorced because he could never, like, really fully forgive her for leaving him at the altar, which is, like, fair, but also you, you could have known that a while ago. Yeah, maybe, uh, again, like, maybe just don't marry her in the first place instead of holding this grudge for all this time and eventually di- divorcing her because of it. Like, dude, just don't marry her in the first place. <laughs> like, Matt is, like, so generic that I wouldn't necessarily say he's on my shit list, but he's like... Come on. <laughs> it's like, dude, maybe maybe just don't marry the woman who left you at the altar. Like, I yeah. don't see how that's rocket science. <laughs> Oh, also, oh my god, there is. So, one of the like biggest arguments in Jackson April's relationship is that Mm -hmm. um, she's very religious and he's not. Mm -hmm. And there is an episode where like April almost dies and Jackson like starts praying and then she's alive and Jackson's like, oh my god, I believe in God now. (laughs) And this is like well after they've been divorced and while Uh she's with Matt. And at, like, the start of the next episode, which I think is the start of a new season, um, Jackson is, like, texting and his girlfriend's, like, oh, like, what's up, what's happening, whatever. And he's, like, oh, I've been talking to April about my newfound, like, love of God or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he says something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and his girlfriend's, like, oh, like, kind of weird. Like, he's texting his ex-wife. Yeah. Um, and she, like, straight up asks him, she's like, do you think, like, if you'd come to this epiphany before, like, you and April would still be together? And Jackson just says yes. Like, Ugh. I'm like, this is your girlfriend, you fucking idiot. I mean, I guess it's good to be honest. But, like, he doesn't even, he's not even, like, apologetic about it. He's not even hedging. He's just... He's just like, yeah, I think we'd be back together. But, like, she's with Matt now. Doesn't mention he's with his girlfriend. But she's okay, Matt. yeah. Like, <laughs> That's bad. Anyways, we have been at this for far too long. <laughs> I have told you most of the canon gays. You do not have to guess. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, not much for me to guess. Although I'm now realizing I never told you who my actual favorite character is. Oh, yeah. So your favorite ship is April and Jackson. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character is... Um, Derek's wife. Oh, but not married. No, wait. Did Derek and Meredith get married at some point? Derek's married in season one. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I already didn't like him, and now I like him less. Um, to be like, to be completely fair to Derek, the reason Derek is not like physically with his wife in season mm-hmm. one is because she slept with his best friend. 
Okay, well, okay. If your wife cheats on you, are you then allowed to cheat on her? I don't know what the... Well, like, there is an argument to be made that, like, while they may not be legally separated, they are separated. That's fair. Okay. That being said, Derek makes the decision to get back with Addison, who is his wife, instead of being with Meredith, despite the fact that he does not want to be with Addison. And I'm like... Huh. So, yeah, it's... Like, there are major problems with her being married, but Addison's my favorite. She's a bad bitch. She, like, <laughs> she's a little bitchy to Meredith, which, like, uh-huh. Meredith's sleeping with her husband. Um, <laughs> You can cut her some slack. But, but like, she's still, like, I am a doctor. I have to teach you things. This is why I am here. Oh, so his wife is also a doctor who's also working at the hospital. Yes. Uh, she's course. a neonatal surgeon. She's a double board certified neonatal surgeon. Dang, good for her. I don't know what that means, but it sounds impressive. It is impressive, and I'm very <laughs> proud of her, and I love her a lot, and she's my wife. <laughs> and she has a spinoff, which um, I've watched two seasons of Private Practice. The thing about Private Practice is um, Grey's Anatomy is an intense show. Mm-hmm. And it has its episodes that are, like, hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Every episode of Private Practice is hard to watch. Oh, no. There's an episode of Private Practice where a dad and his two kids all have the same, like, autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. which means they're, like, very susceptible to certain diseases, um, mm-hmm. illnesses, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And that a lot of things that, like, are pretty common and people get are deadly to them. Mm-hmm. And one of his kids, who's, like, six or eight, gets mm-hmm. really sick. Mm-hmm. And he's not allowed in the room with her because mm-hmm. he would catch it and he would probably die. And mm-hmm. he has a two-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And there's a point at which they know the daughter is going to die. Mm-hmm. And he's standing outside her room and she starts screaming that he wants she wants her father. Oh. And he is there with his two-year-old son, and like he hands off his two-year-old to Addison and goes into the room with his daughter. Not not my kind of show. <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna cry. That was like really bad. <laughs> but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like mm-hmm. you have one child like screaming for you. Can you not? Use like PPE. Is there not a way to not get the? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't think of it. If there is, <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, yes, Addison. She's my favorite character. I love her to death. Another really good character is Derek's sister, Amelia. Love her to death. Dang. Derek's terrible, but all the women around him are great. Apparently. Oh yeah, like all the women around Derek are great. Every last one of Derek's sisters is a fucking icon. <laughs> How many sisters does he have? Four? Four Dang. or five. Jeez. Okay, there's Amelia, who's, like, on the show. There's his oldest sister, who's the first one we meet. There's Amy Acker. I want to say there's four, but those are the only ones I can think of. And, yeah, Derek is McDreamy. Derek's best friend, who Addison slept with, is McSteamy. Okay, I was gonna I was gonna ask. I was like, who's the other? There's the McDreamy and there's the other, the McSteamy. McSteamy we haven't met. We meet him in I think he's in one episode of season two. Wait, McDreamy and McSteamy are best friends? Yes. Nice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they they were best friends, and then McSteamy oh, slept yes. with McDreamy's right. wife. And then, I think McD- McDreamy and McSteamy should sleep with each other. Yeah. And just call it a day. They are 
there are moments in the show where Mark and Derek's interactions are not very straight. <laughs> I'm going to rewrite Grey's and it's going to be McDreamy and McSteamy are together. Christina and Meredith are together. And I don't know. Dr. Bailey has a nice day or something. Yeah. And that's it. That's the show. <laughs> Dr. Bailey has a nice day. It's the real yeah. MTP. <laughs> I think that Dr. Bailey and Izzy should... Um, have like a mother daughter oh, okay. relationship. <laughs> like they should be like, no, no, not a ship. I just think that they should be friends. I think that it would be nice. I mean, I guess they're kind of friends. Bailey is friends mm-hmm. like most of them by the end. Um, Izzy does an insane thing that should get her like high key fired. And oh God, is he? Is he falls in love with a patient mm. who has um a serious heart condition? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be passed over for a donor heart because he's hooked up to a machine that's like really boosting his stats. So he is technically boosting his stronger. stats. Yeah, like a well, video game character. I know what you mean. I just, <laughs> yeah. I love that. He's too OP. Like he's technically like doing better than this other person who's up for the same heart. Mm-hmm. So Izzy detaches him from this machine so he can get the donor heart, which is like oh gosh. every level of illegal. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like no one fires her. And I'm like, are you fucking... <laughs> they actually have a whole thing where they're like, we have to make sure Izzy comes back to the hospital. I'm like, you don't actually. No. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyways <laughs> one last thing i'm gonna say about mcsteamy mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna turn it over to you <laughs> okay mcsteamy is like mcsteamy is the most problematic man on this show who is like <laughs> not quite on my shit list oh i love this ranking system you have you're like all the men are on my shit list except this one guy who gets a pass and this guy gets an award for being on the show the longest for until he gets on my shit list and this guy's the most problematic guy who's not quite on my shit list like this is such a system i love it well him and i want to say tom that might not be (laughs) there's he's for people listening to this because this will mean nothing to you but um the actor who plays richard fish on ally mcbeal when he's in the show he is also like on the mcsteamy level of like is quite a terrible person but is quite not quite on my shit list (laughs) that guy gets shit from jackson for sleeping with april despite the because jackson is like he took advantage of april and i'm like He's the only person taking care of April in, like, that entire episode. Like, this is, like, after April loses her child, and he also lost a child. And, like, Mm -hmm. yes, he did sleep with her, but he also, like, takes the time to have a conversation with her (laughs) about her loss, something Jackson never does. Um, Anyways, (laughs) McSteamy is, like... The reason McSteamy is not quite on my shit list is McSteamy is a terrible person. He sleeps with everyone. Um, <laughs> he's trash. He slept with his best friend's wife. He's in love with his best friend's wife, to be slightly fairer to him. <laughs> slightly. And he also ends up dating, like, a 20-year-old, and he, he's Oof. quite old. But... <laughs> Jeez. And yet he's not quite on your shit he's list. He's not quite on my shit list because Mark is the only man in this entire show who acknowledges he is a bad person. <laughs> and what pisses That's me fun. off more than anything else is that all of these terrible men are portrayed as like good romantic partners. Mm, you know what? That actually does make a big difference. Yeah. And Mark isn't. No one on this show is trying to convince you that Mark is like 
a solid romantic choice. Even when he's with Lexi and his relationship with Lexi is really cute, everyone is like, eh, that's maybe not a great idea. <laughs> so that is why Mark is like, Mark is kind of in the like, ideologically in my shit list. When I'm actually mm. watching the show, I quite like Mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I feel like I know the answer to this question. <laughs> Would you keep watching Grey's Anatomy? Um, no. <laughs> the answer what? was always going to be no. I honestly, I I think I did like the pilot more than I thought I would. I actually liked the main characters. I thought they were fun. I, I Sandra was really hot. <laughs> I would watch. I honestly just want to see her on a motorcycle. I'm just going to look up like Christina Grey's Anatomy motorcycle and watch some clips. But it's still like, I am not, I'm not a fan of dramas. This is so clearly just like a drama. Like it's the whole point of this show is so clearly to, and like you talking about it for this whole episode, like really hammered home yeah. how much this is just like people having relationship drama, people dying, people just like the shows that like the whole purpose of them is just to like continually one up itself in terms of how dramatic it can be and how sad the characters can be and how many problems everybody can have with each other is like my least favorite kind of storytelling. I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> I don't care anymore because you're all stupid and dramatic. So no, it is not at all my kind of show, but I did have a good time talking about it. <laughs> I also don't like medical stuff. So like that is another thing that I would just wouldn't want to watch all the stuff about surgeries and people having medical conditions and stuff. Like, ugh, no, not my jam at all. So just, like, doubly not my thing. <laughs> I've, like, watched enough medical shows that, like, in real life, I would not claim this at all. But mm-hmm. from medical show to medical show, I can diagnose patients. <laughs> <laughs> because medical shows use so many of like the same symptoms and the same diseases mm-hmm. that when they're like this patient has no symptoms but they've been doing this and then this and none of these match and I'm like oh Munchausen's <laughs> I feel like yeah if you watch enough of it you like recognize the tropes of like <laughs> yeah I mean even in this episode like they're like oh what's she's having seizures but we don't know why like I didn't know what you know thing they were gonna pull out but like I knew I knew it was gonna have something to do with either the rhythmic gymnastics or her being a pageant queen because they kept talking about it so I was like it's gonna be it's gonna be related to that in some way obviously (laughs) and the way it was related honestly confused me because they were like her CT scans are all clear we ruled out an aneurysm and then Christina and Meredith are like, wait, she tripped and fell during her rhythmic gymnastics. Maybe she has an aneurysm. And they go and talk to the doctor about it. And he's like, well, maybe let's check again. And it's like, I get that the idea was that it was very minor and they missed it the first time. But like, really, all they did was decide to check something again. They didn't like really solve any. They didn't like come up with a new idea. Like, yeah. it was kind of a stretch. But I, I feel like that's a lot of medicine, right? Is that, mm. like, yeah. something the first time you check it could be so small that it's mm-hmm. insignificant. And mm-hmm. if you check it again, it might be bigger yeah. and you might see it. That's fair. It was just, like, a little bit, like, I don't know, anticlimactic. <laughs> Anyways, no, I would not keep watching the show, but I would maybe look up some clips of Christina. Okay, what am I watching next week? Um, okay. 
in the past two weeks, I have become very obsessed with a show called Arcane that just came out on Netflix recently. So I am going to make you watch the pilot episode of Arcane. It's so good. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel like I just saw a gift set of this from you on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. It was like two buff girls making out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I... Let's do it. Not, it wasn't quite that, but yes, it's the gift set you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, you and know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I literally, I saw you like that on my Tumblr today, and I was like, I almost messaged you being like, I'm going to make you watch this show next. Okay, thank you for listening to what was either a very long episode or two different episodes, or one episode I made very, very short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like an episode and some bonus content. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, thank you for listening. You can email us at episodepiphanies at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at epiphaniespod. If you want to give us a rating on iTunes, we would love you forever. We would. I will. If anyone leaves a rating, a review on iTunes, I will read it on the show. Or if you send us a cool email. Yeah. I will also read that on the show. True. We will do all those things. This episode comes out on the 14th of February. Yes, yeah, this is our Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> so this is our Valentine's Day episode where I talked about how every single relationship in Grey's Anatomy is toxic and if you're in a relationship that represents them, you should run. Oh, it's my birthday soon. Everybody go on Twitter and wish me happy birthday on the 19th. Yeah, wish Natasha happy birthday in five days. Uh, put it in your calendar. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. We will see you on the 28th with... Mm-hmm. Arcane. I literally Arcane. forgot it in the last Netflix's time. slash League of Legends's Arcane. Oh, <laughs> League of Legends. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I have heard people say that League of Legends should, like, stop producing games and just produce, like, video content. That might have been you, mm-hmm. actually. I'm not sure. Well, that's what they did. So. <laughs> and it's extremely good. You are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye. Bye.